up? It's season fucking three. about magic um so i have been uh it's such a weird thing to talk about because it's like hey i woke up one morning and i i keep telling this story like this and it is legitimately how the story goes um a few weeks ago i woke up one morning uh my cat sprout per usual has a habit of getting me and my girlfriend up in the morning by biting us nibbling us to feed her and uh, she gets me up at like five o'clock in the morning. She's nibbling at me and I'm just laying there getting ready to get up. And then the thought hits me. What if I made a deck of cards in Mardu only and every player involved is playing from the same deck in the same graveyard, but we're treating it kind of like Commander and everyone has a copy of Queen Marchesa in the command zone. And... Uh, with that, I got up, fed my cats, and for the next two hours before work, I ended up churning out uh, what was initially like a 165 card list, and now is currently at 155. Uh, and what I came up with, um, and I would like to thank uh, some of my friends for helping me brainstorm before someone just dropped uh, the coolest name idea. I, I mean, it's okay. So here's here's a here's a concept. Here's an idea for you. What if we combine the aspects of Commander, a cube, and the fan format known as Dandan, which I can go explain in a second here. But let's let's try to hybridize all these aspects together, and essentially what we have is what I'm currently calling, and might just calling it forever at this point, called Killer Queen. Um, as someone also kind of described it to me, it's kind of like a battle box. Um, and I... I'm happy with what I've come up with here, um, and a list will be in the description, so in case anyone wants to follow along or see what I've been working on, uh, you can check it out. But essentially, I, I was kind of uh, at an in-between point with a lot of kind of different, like, non-commander project ideas that I always had in the back of my head, but I never uh, properly applied. Um, one of those things is very obviously making a cube. Um and for those not in the know, a cube is when uh, someone makes sometimes like a 360 or a 720 card collection where people draft it from this cube. And then, of course, they play games out usually one on one. Um, I remember seeing a few years ago. There was a, a teamer cube uh, that was released on MTGO a few times and essentially there's no black and there's no white, and the only cards that you play within this cube are red, blue, and black cards. And each of them have archetypes and specific things that make them uh, stand out from among their contemporaries. But it creates an interesting gaming experience because everyone's pulling from the same pool of cards, but the diversity is sort of narrowed. I don't know. Like, I love Teamer as a color combination. Um, so then I was like, well, hold on. What if I do a Mardu one? 
Um, and I sat on it for a long time and I looked at a few guides, but ultimately um, I, I kind of realized that I just don't have the level of experience when it comes to cubes and designing cubes. Um trying to balance it out in a particular way that makes it appealing for everyone. And it's just, you know, it is a limited experience and I'm not very good at limited. I'm not good at draft. Uh, so I definitely had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, and eh, let's, uh, let's, you know, maybe put that on the burner, you know, let's put it in the shelf, have it, you know, collect some dust and we'll come back to it. And another thing that was coming up, um, in the back of my mind was that uh, I've had some friends uh, locally and I've had some people online express interest in playing uh, more and more Oathbreaker. And if anyone who doesn't know Oathbreaker, uh, it was a fan format uh, designed by a group of people it goes under the name Weird Cards Inc., I think. I'll have to double check that later. And um, the premise was that, you know, people needed to play Magic at lunch and they needed to get in and get out under half an hour. So what they did was that they took Planeswalkers uh, effectively as commanders and then they get to uh, choose an instant or sorcery card as their iconic spell that shares a card color or shares a color with your uh, Planeswalker Oathbreaker. Um, and then you and your friends duke it out in sort of commander style gameplay um, where it's kind of like, hey, what if the Oath Watch broke apart and Planeswalkers versus each other? So it's a cool, neat way of having um, commander gameplay, but also condensing it in a neat way. Um, and I wanted to make a Lightning Helix, a Johnny Vengeance slash Lightning Helix Oathbreaker deck, um, but it just, I never got around to it and gave it up. So then I wake up. My cat is nibbling me, and the lightning strikes. I'm like, okay, I can't make the cube, but I am good at Commander. Um, I want it to be Mardu, so that can be easy to do. Um, but I also want everyone to experience it, because I, I, I like the times where I get to pass my decks over to other people, um, and they get to play and be like, wow, that's really cool. And I'm like, cool, Like, I want to be able to try to bring that experience to a table and be like, hey, this is what I really like about Magic. How about we sit down and uh, play it out. Um, and then finally to kind of cap everything off of like, how am I going to do this? Like if I want it to kind of be all these things, what about the commander aspect? Um, and then I figured I'm like the best way to move everyone's game state forward and still engage with the game. And, and it is by having um, Monarch be involved. And what's the best way to do that? Well, Queen Marchesa. So, you know, Queen Marchesa, ETB, you become the monarch, regardless of who is the monarch or if the monarch even exists at the time. And then, you know, if if someone else counterplays you getting the monarch by playing their own, they can be defensive. And then they become the monarch and, like, you know, the game state moves forward. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it, it just kind of seemed, everything seemed to kind of click into place. So I sat down and I, for like hours initially and sort of the 1.0 version when I was trying to figure everything out, I was like, all right, let's put some creatures in, let's put some mana rocks in so people can still get the chance to like ramp in case they end up falling behind, which you'd be surprised how often that one individual person has like all the mana rocks and that's just luck of the draw. Um, and yeah, so it was like, okay, what are the goals? Uh, okay, so there's Monarch, great. What are the life totals? Initially started at 20, moved it up to 30. Um, what are sort of like the creatures we want to see in here? Um, uh, I initially thought, you know, hey, let's put some aristocrats and let's put some stuff in of where people care about 
about, you know, spell slinging and um, kind of realized very quickly, like, gutter snipe and blood artists and stuff like that. Well, that wasn't really going to work out. Um, it it just, I, I didn't wanted to expressly avoid having Saka. Like, so Aristocat wasn't going to work. Um, and there's a decent chunk of instant sorceries in the deck. So I realized that, like, stuff like gutter snipe and that were, were, were gonna, probably going to be really powerful. Um so in the meantime, you know, you put in stuff like Anathomancer, where uh, a player is dealt damage equal to the number of non-basics. Well, there's a decent chunk of non-basics in here. Uh, you know, even though I, I did want to take out Aristocrats, I did put in Judith the Scourge Diva because it still pumps your board um, and can help you snipe things depending on if someone decides a board wipe or you want to go aggro or something like that. Um, put in, like, top and Velamachus lo- uh, uh, lore hold just so that you can start churning through the deck. Uh, and one of the fun things that I, I was thankful to include and has come up a few times in all like sort of the test runs that I've had so far, um, approach of the second sun. So there's a mini game uh, on top of like the minor kind of like scrying and surveilling and tucking away and shuffling the library that, uh, you as like the player will want to see if you can get to approach the second sun. Uh, like you cast it, you shuffle it back in, you try to get back to it again. Uh, it's super great. There's um, flashback cars, reanimator sub themes, uh, a lot of like red uh, uh, looting effects. So you you draw or discard your cards in the graveyard and then you draw whatever amount. Um, so yeah, there's just like a lot of really fun effects. Uh, there's a few counter spells. So you can have the sort of uh, like rando uh counter spell war uh someone tried to uh tybalt's trickery something of mine uh and i responded by casting imps mischief uh, where they were able to sort of redirect the effect of tybalt's trickery onto the imps mischief instead as at the time we all that's kind of how we believed and we're pretty sure that's how it works is like you know it's on the stacks so now it's a legal target for the other counter spell so we'll we'll do that and i got just big uh big value out of that uh, you know, there's, um, there's some other, like, minor effects of, like, hey, there's token sub-themes, so if you want to just unload and play Lingering Souls two times, uh, like, twice on your turn, you can totally do that. Um, one of the fun things that I put in here that I, uh, we haven't gotten to play with yet, but I am looking forward to see how people react, uh, stuff like Demonic Embrace, it's a three-mana aura, which is enchant creature, it gets plus three, plus one, flying in as a demon, and then you can cast Demonic Embrace from your graveyard by paying three life and discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs. So, if someone wants their super flying uh, low curve or low bomb creature, or hell, even putting it on their Queen Marchesa, you could kind of suit up and start flying over, um, start reducing life totals, um, and then, you know, someone can snipe that and then cast it on their turn. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, it's been really fun so far. Uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of the people that I've been playing with. Um, you know, a lot of people feel felt some effects were too strong or uh, some car- individual cards were too strong. Uh, the more artifact interaction stuff has really kind of upped uh, the sort of interaction in the game. Reanimation has been bumped up. So if people want to have how to, you know, how to control big dumb creature uh, you know, scenario, it's it's something that can be done, especially with cards like uh, Peru the Volatile kind of being in the top end is sort of like a simultaneous board wipe, flying wind condition, um, a, you know, giant beater with lifelink and stuff like that. So it's going to be very interesting to see what comes out of this project of mine. Um, I'd like to thank 
Prophet of Ares for giving the name Killer Queen for this whole thing because it's just been a blast to kind of brew and and figure out. Um, and you know, at the moment, at the time of this, uh, someone that I know and someone who's who's played this uh, once or twice now has been inspired by it and is making their own Jeskai version. So I'm definitely looking forward to eventually testing that out with them, whether that be like in person or online, depending on how we figure that one out. And yeah, that's kind of the unfortunate thing about this whole project is that, you know, like I've printed a bunch of stuff out and I've slowly been like double checking my collection and considering buying cards to eventually like phase in and out all the proxies for, you know, actual printed cards. Um, And luckily like this 155 card deck um, plus the, plus the four Queen Marchesas, um, looks like on average, the price is like 150 bucks and that includes like the shock lands and everything. Uh, so that'll be really interesting to, to figure out, um, and, and kind of get down pat. So I'm going to be posting about this a lot more. Um, uh, if you do follow me on Twitter, I'm going to try to be uh, talking about it when I uh, show up on streams and stuff. And then maybe if I'm lucky or crazy enough, I can um, get the like the gameplay stream somewhere. Although as to where or how we're going to do that, whether that be um, someone did propose that we use. Um, uh, do to do what's it called? Um, tabletop simulator. Um, figure out how to do that. And if that doesn't work out, um, who knows, I might get try to get a camera set up and try recording it just to see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, Killer Queen, coming to a table near you if you're also equally as inspired or make your own variant. I just think, um, what again, at the end of the day, what I do love about magic is how... Ma- magic's pretty flexible. Uh, obviously, like it's kind of hyperbolic to say, yes, everyone plays commander because not everyone enjoys it, but you know, like most of the time, like I've gone to the LGS and, or you're, you know, you go to your local game store and someone has a commander deck and maybe, you know, uh, you know, like for example, a friend stopped by with him and his boy, him and his kid. Um, and they're like, yeah, we're just here to pick up some stuff, but like, oh, you know, we got time. Like, cool. Cause I got like, you know, four or five decks in my collection here with me how about you sit down and play and we'll we'll just have some fun while you're here and you can stick around for like a game or something and head on out and that's just kind of how exactly it worked out um so this is sort of like that same appeal of like hey i know we're all getting together and we didn't exactly plan for magic or maybe someone showed up and we're not entirely like not not everyone brought enough decks or like whatever the situation is um, you can be like, hey, let's play this and see what happens. And it's really interesting seeing how cards resolve when, you know, you have three opponents, but you're sharing the same deck and graveyard. So when you tuck something, everyone else, you know, gets dibs on it at some point. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. But yeah, um, that is it for this episode of Unconventional. Um, sorry for all the spacing between episodes right now. Uh, just kind of slowing things down a bit just for myself. Uh, I do have some guests lined up in the future and I'm hoping to get some more. And uh, as of today, it uh, some stuff has been shown for the Fallout Commander decks coming out next year. Uh, pretty excited about that. We'll hopefully be talking about those cards in a future episode. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you next time.